Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Studio. Morning. We are here. We are ready. One more. Well, let's, let's do a roll call and see who's here. Oh, okay. okay. Amy? Here. Thank you for being here today. Mm, no to problem. Eddie? Here. Cool. Glad you're here, buddy. Good to yeah, see man. you. Good to be here. Morgan? Here. Good. Over there killing it. Lunchbox? Lunchbox? Mm, not here, huh? <laughs> Still not here. Ray? Here. Okay, what's up? Mike D? Here. Everybody's here. <laughs> Lunchbox's seat is empty again today. He was out all last week. He's, he's on the phone, though, now. Lunchbox, I thought you were feeling better, like even Friday. Oh, I was, man. I got to tell you, I woke up this morning and I, I coughed one time and I was like, oop, that means I'm sick. Got to stay home. So uh, I won't be making it today, guys. I apologize. Are you sure it wasn't like spit in your throat or something? Because uh, you've been gone for <laughs> nine days, ten days. I mean, it could have been spit in my throat, but I just didn't want to take the chance. Okay. That I was sick, so I I was proceeded with um, extreme caution. Okay, I can appreciate that. Yeah, you're right. Sick. You're right. Do are there seagulls in the background? No. Oh, if he was at the beach. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh! Y'all. Waves. <laughs> oh, my. you know what? If he's sick, he should stay home. I'm just gonna leave it at that. If he's sick, he that's just... right. I, I I don't want to infect the room. So I mean, I had one cough. I woke up and I was brushing my teeth, and it was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Never mind. But you had intention of coming in today. Yeah. Oh, I had intention. I had my shoes on. I had my socks on. Had underwear. Okay, we don't need to do every piece. Okay. <laughs> Lunchbox is not here today. What? Okay. I don't know how long he's going to milk this. Uh. Well, why don't we do the get to know you question? Okay. He, we, he can be on the phone for this too. Because he sounds great. I've never heard him sound better. Actually. Sounds awesome. Best I've ever heard him. Uh, so what? A, what do you dislike that everybody else seems to like generally? <laughs> That's the question. What do you dislike that everybody else seems to like? And I'll go first. It's peanut butter. I really hate peanut butter. Can't do it. Out. So, and everybody's like, oh, you're crazy. Because I like peanuts. I don't like butter. I don't like peanut butter. I like almond butter. I don't like peanut butter. That's not the texture. I just hate peanut butter. Amy. Game of Thrones. Pickles. Yeah. Pickles would probably be it. Pickles. Yeah, pickles. 
Okay. Game yeah. of Thrones is popular, but no show really dominates. Oh, okay. All well, then, um, yeah, pickles. Because, I mean, that comes standard. Like on a Chick fil A sandwich, you have to say no pickles. Mm-hmm. And you hate pickles like, all the time? All the time, yeah. Ever since I got sick off of one in sixth grade in the pep squad driving home. Those are the days, man. Like, Eddie? <laughs> I mean, so you said no shows, but I mean, everyone loves The Office. I would say that's been around long enough, and it is it's a big enough pop culture phenomenon. And I like little clips of The Office. Like, they show up on TikTok. Like, that's funny. But when I watch the show, I'm like, this is not good. It's so good. I know. And it's not a popular opinion, but I just don't like The Office. I actually hate The Office. Okay, stop. <laughs> but you said you laugh if a clip comes up on TikTok. Just the clips. I think he has a short attention span. That's what it is. Like right. that chili, Kevin, when he drops yeah. the chili. That's funny. Okay. But then when I watch the show, I'm like, this isn't funny. Lunchbox, what do you dislike that everybody likes? Ooh, I'd say ugly people. What? what? Wait, how's that even an answer? Well, because he's sick. Everybody's like nice to ugly people. Oh, you know what I mean? And you always have the group of girls that has the ugly girl in the group because they want to feel better about themselves. <laughs> I just don't want okay. to be associated with ugly people. Let's flip this around. What do you like that everybody seems to dislike? Ooh. I'm going to go artichoke. Artichokes. Artichoke hearts, whatever they're called. Oh, yeah. I don't know anyone that likes that. I like art, And I like okra it doesn't have to be fried I can do raw I can do okra just ah. straight up pickled okra love okra Amy okay what do you like that it feels like most people dislike well I feel like people like most people like broccoli right yeah okay shoot I'm trying to think maybe of something it, maybe that it's I... nothing <laughs> lunchbox hot people <laughs> what do I like I would say fingernails and toenails Eating them because I like to snack on them. Oh, oh that's that's disgusting. disgusting. Okay, Eddie, I'm gonna say like chili powder on my fruit. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. I like that sometimes, but yeah, yeah I good. love that. I don't think enough people are educated to like it. They need to try. Is yeah. what they need to do. Okay. What do you have? Now I got you. Well, I love uh, sausage gravy on my cinnamon rolls, and some people get grossed out by that, but it's so good. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, lunchbox. Good to talk to you, buddy. Yeah, um, so I will. I will try to be there tomorrow, guys. I really appreciate it. You know, I, I, I hope you. What do you appreciate? Sacrificing for you guys. We didn't do anything. Okay, thank you. Neither for ten days. All right, thank you, and hope you get better, buddy. All right, talk to you later. All right, there he is lunchbox. Let's open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. My husband and I are close to the couple that lives across the street. Let's call them Mark and Lisa. We've known them for four years. We're very tight. Recently, our front door camera facing the street in their house has recorded several visits by a young woman. She's never visited when both of them are home. Just when Mark's home. Alone. Mark lets her in. She stays for an hour or two and leaves. My husband and I didn't think much about it until the last time when the woman was leaving but leaned back inside the door and to our surprise gave Mark a little kiss. My husband and I don't know what to do with this as we are like, hey, we're their friends. Do we ignore it? Though we're not sure we can act the same around Mark after this. Should we show the videos to Lisa or to Mark? We're at a loss and we have a dinner scheduled with them next week. Signed, neighbor of a potential cheater. Now, there are a couple things to play here. Number one, it ain't your business. But number two, you're going to dinner with them. It's hard to fake and be, there's just a lot of variables here. It's a dangerous playground to start playing in when you start telling on people if you're not super close to them. Because who knows? Is it what you think it is? Probably. You don't know, though. But it might not be. And maybe they're embarrassed to be like, 
Dude. It's just not your business. They have. What if it's Mark's sister? Uh, sister, cousins, relatives, best oh. friends, your business, because that's what that's what you signed up for. How close are these friends? If they are in the center of the circle, then you have to tell them. Like if they weren't your neighbor, would you hang out with them? Right. They're probably like level three friends is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go to dinner with them, though, because I wouldn't be able to lie. But how would, what's the excuse? Um, COVID. Every, every week? <laughs> make, make, yeah. Again? Yeah. Got every week. New, new, new strain. Mm. It, it, if you're not super close to them, it's not something I would get involved in. You can always do the burner account, email the video over. Oh, no, that sounds terrible. Then it doesn't implement, it, you're not involved in any That's way, but you still see the video and you can feel like I'm letting them know. That would be like, what do we say? Not your chili? Yeah, but they, they don't know it's my spoon in the chili. It's just a random spoon. Oh, okay. What if? I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm, keeping, I'm not having a dinner with them. I'm keeping my mouth shut. What if, Bones, you act like you're concerned about this random person going to the house. You're like, hey, Cindy, or what's her name? Lisa. Fake Lisa. Like, there's a car coming to your house. Yeah, you do you do know this person? Like, I'm really worried that they're breaking into your house. And, and kissing your husband when they walk out. <laughs> and then that's for Lisa to be like, wait a minute, Mark's home. But if now I, you're if just I were gonna, stirring the pot. No, if I we're, we're trying gonna, to figure it out. You know, you're, you're stirring the pot. You're shaking the horns and that's, you know, right. And that's okay. <laughs> but you're going to have to suffer with it. What I would, if I were going to do anything, I would go to him and make him tell her more than going. You can't make him, but yeah. But that's what, that, I would go to him and say. Oh, like you're busted? Yeah. Or ask you. him the questions and let him handle it in that way. You're like, oh, I'm going to have to let her know. But I just want you to know that this is happening in case there's any reason you want to get ahead of it. You could do that. I'm just shutting up. It ain't my business. Mm-hmm. If it's your close friend, it's your business. If it's your Gosh, if it's in I your bull, if it's in your bullseye of friends, it's your business. If it's in the first circle outside of it, it's your business, and you should let them know. But anything outside of that, it ain't your business. Til- and nobody's getting hurt, hurt like physically hurt. You also don't know what's going on. Oh, Lisa's getting heartbroken for sure. Yeah. Tilt your camera. <laughs> Yeah, don't see it. Oh, man, that's <laughs> tough. I, I act like you didn't see it. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. All right, the, that's that's my advice. I'm not saying it's the best for Earth. I think it's so many variables that would change yes. any given circumstance. I'm saying now we just, we chill. Chill. Till the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> if it gets worse, maybe. But I would wait and see if you see. Just keep watching. That's what I did. Keep watching. Keep watching that camera. No. Yeah, keep watching the camera. I would, I would for sure. Let's see if it switch out. Another one starts coming. Yeah, it could get unhealthy. You're like, that's not. Maybe he's a kissing teacher. (laughs) (laughs) He's doing lessons from the house. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even know. Right. Okay. I'd stay out of the chili. Thank you. Close the mailbag. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. On the phone, it's Bill in North Carolina. Bill, what's going on with you, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Bobby? Good morning, studio. Morning. Um, I had a great story. I wanted to tell you all about a Uber, a crazy Uber uh, ride. My uh, real short. My wife was pregnant with our twins in twenty one, and we had to have emergency surgery. They had twin to twin transfer syndrome. You can Google it. And um, we had to leave Raleigh in a hurry to get to Cincinnati Children's Hospital. And we landed in a blizzard. Turned out to be the, the largest snowfall for Cincinnati in 30 years. Dang. And my Uber driver was a foreigner, and he was not comfortable driving in the snow, so we got stuck in the middle of Cincinnati <gasps> at midnight, a little after midnight. Oh, my God. So I talked him into letting me drive the Uber car. <laughs> That's and awesome. the backup plan was I had, I'm a firefighter, and I was friends with some firefighters in Cincinnati. They were actually coming to get us on the fire truck. That's crazy. Um, but I, I was able to talk him into letting me drive the Uber, got us unstuck, 
And in the middle of the night, we got to the hotel at one thirty in the morning for, uh, and I left the Uber driver in his car. I hope he got home okay. But um, <laughs> we, we drove through Cincinnati, got to the hotel, made our appointment the next day. We had surgery. The, the twins were saved. And they're perfectly healthy male two-year-old girls. That's crazy. Wow. There's just a lot of elements here. One, I was going to say how the babies, they're two. They're awesome now. Great. Uh, two, did you have to like really work them to be like, man, I can do this. Let me have your car. L- let me drive. Or was he pretty receptive initially? It was not receptive. It was a pretty new car. It was actually brand new. And um, my wife was like, just hush, just hush. We'll get out. It's okay. I was like, oh, we got to get to this hotel. Our appointment's at 7 o'clock the next morning. We only got like five or six hours left. Get some rest, that kind of stuff. And um, so I just, I, I grew up in the country driving in bad conditions, driving fire trucks, driving dump trucks. I just felt very confident that I could drive it. And so once I finally talked him into it, he was very uncomfortable with me driving it. The whole ride, he was like, oh, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. And I was like, bro, I got to get in this hotel. You just, you just ride. Did he and, ride um, <laughs> shotgun or back seat? He rode. He rode shotgun. My wife stayed in the back seat. Uh, he he did. He rode shotgun. Wow. And did he tip you? What was the tip? Did he give you a good review? Five star. He, he did not. He <laughs> just said, "Good luck with the pregnancy. Hope everything goes well." So that was a good enough tip. Um, I, I really just hope he made it home okay. Because there was the time when we landed on the plane, there was three inches of snow on the ground. When we got to the hotel, there was six inches. Oh wow! And we ended up getting, I think it was 13, 14 inches that night. And you had to pay, right? He had, yeah, I mean, you had to pay for the Uber, even though you drove. You drove. Oh it. yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, mostly it was just the car getting there, it's the car. use of the yeah. car. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> Did any part of you think of like just inviting the Uber driver in, or naming the baby after the Uber driver? Ooh, one right. Of them? No, I mean, I probably it sounds great now, but honestly, we were full of anxiety. You know, we didn't know if the kids were going to make it. It was a very rare condition. And we were just like, I just want to get a nap, just a little bit of sleep before we have a whole, and we did have a whole day full of doctor's appointments. And we didn't have the surgery till 7 or 8 o'clock that night. So it was just a long, long day. I didn't have a rental car, so we had, I had to walk my pregnant wife to the hotel, I mean, to the doctor's office, wow. um, which was which was close to the hospital. The, the, my buddies in Cincinnati found me a hotel that was close to the, um, to the hospital. But it, I did get a truck the next day because we ended up staying a whole week. But uh, it, it, I did not think about naming them after them. I guess we could have, but uh, we already had the name picked out. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. it. Well, I appreciate that call. Thanks for the story. That's a great story. I, I you know, I, and happy. Second I, I, I could see like birthday. a little little movie after this. Oh yeah, you know, like a little. You got to intensify some things, like the cars broken down, it breaks oh, down, too, sure, and he's sure. got to fix tire. it, then he drives it. The guy, the Uber driver then probably passes out, and you have to take over, mm-hmm. and he wakes up, and he's trying to fight you to get the car back. There's <laughs> a lot to it, but that's, a, that's an awesome story. Thank you for the call, Bill. Hope you have a great day. Thank you. All right, Love see you. Thank you. See you, buddy. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. There's a teenager named Z was getting ready for his first school dance. He realized he did not know how to tie a tie. He was supposed to wear a tie. His mom didn't know how to tie a tie. He looked on YouTube. He's like, I cannot get this. So he's like, I don't know who to call. Where can I get? So he called the local police department, not 911. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not Just one. call the number where you can talk calmly and answer. And so the police department sent over somebody named Officer Brendan Lineberger. And so he came over, showed him how to tie the tie, then tied his tie, and then sent him on his way. That's, That's awesome. awesome. What? That's Pretty so cool. cool that he came to do that, yeah. Huh. The what would have been even cooler is if you would have put him in the car with the lights and run hot all the way to the dance. <laughs> Escort. Yeah. Woo! <laughs>
<laughs> That'd have been cool. Uh, great job. Love that. Officer Brendan Lineberger. That's pretty cool. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. Lainey Wilson's walking in the studio now. Let's play some of her number ones. Here is Heart Like a Truck from Lainey. I got a heart like a truck. Here's Things a Man Oughta Know. Yeah, I know a few things a man ought to know. Here's Wait in the Truck with Hardy. Wait in the truck. And here's Never Say Never with Cole Swindell. Never say never with you. I end up together with you. And here is, I mean, probably her next number one, Watermelon Moonshine. Drink a watermelon so let's get to her now. Here she is, Lainey Wilson. Woo! On the Bobby Bones Show now. Lainey Wilson. Lainey, how old the heck are you? I'm good. You know, the <laughs> fancier you get, 
the bigger your hats get. <laughs> I know, and the bigger my head gets. No, well, I'm it's like she, she's holding the earphone up to her ear. I get it. When you have a cool hat, you don't want to take your. Well, you don't want to see what's underneath this hat. That's why I'm doing this. I'm looking mm-hmm. like Mariah Carey over here. What do you mean? Like all mess your hair? You know how she's in the studio. She's like always got it like right up to her. Oh, ear. to her ear. Yeah. yeah see, yeah. that's the problem. The feedback. Do the bottom ear to your ear. Can you do that? It's going to go into the microphone. Boom. There we go. I just engineered Look at it. You. Tell iHeart I'm, I'm engineering here. <laughs> Engineer. That's right. Um, I don't know. When I saw that you were nominated for nine CMAs, it's, just, it's it's so cool, but it's also so weird because it's you work so hard for so long. Mm-hmm. You struggle for a long time. Yep. And then it feels like opportunity meets hard work and circumstance. And it's like, boom, there goes Lanny oh, shot out of a cannon. No, it, it does feel like the stars like have aligned. And it do, it seems like they just keep aligning over and over and over again. It's uh it's hard for me to wrap my head around to be honest with you. Are you ever like seriously? Like this is Yes, but I will tell you too. I do feel like like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I mean, it, it seems like it was last year that I was over at your house and we were doing the podcast. No, it seriously. And you me, know? even before that it was you were over at the house teaching me how to do a dance when you didn't have a song out. What year was that? Was that 19? It's 1936. <laughs> but, but it's like I, you've worked so hard and you've always been this talented and you've always been as lovely. But again, it's like the circumstance and the songs That's right. and like it is lined up. And when you, so you got nine nominations for the CMAs, which is yep. crazy and awesome. But to me, what I was delightfully surprised by was the Entertainer of the Year nomination. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that one. Um, it's crazy. It's, the truth is we have played, golly, by the time this year is over, I think we'll have played about 160-something shows. Mm. Um, so I've definitely not played, like, I haven't played a bunch of stadium shows, but when you count up the amount of people who have been at these shows, yeah. it's been a, a lot of folks that we have played for this year. We've played clubs. we played stadiums with Luke. We're out on the road with Hardy right now. We have done everything you can imagine this year. It's so cool. When I see, like, doing Wrangler like, cause you, are you, is Wrangler, is that a partner? Yeah. Like, that's when you know oh, yeah. she's killing Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what makes me happy. Like, when you get- I love me some Wrangler. When you get paid for doing things you would already do anyway. That's right. Like, that's when you know, because you're not faking it. You're not doing anything you wouldn't have been doing anyway, but a company, no. a big company, doesn't matter who, just Wrangler at this point with you, mm-hmm. said, we'd like to invest in you to help us. And you're already doing that. That's when I'm like, I'm so proud for you. Thank you. And it you does just, make a lot of sense just because, I mean, well, me and my sister, we were riding horses before we could walk. And I mean, my parents had us in a, a pair of Wranglers. Can I address something controversial? I'm not going to tell you what it is. I just need to say yes or no. Yep. Yep. Good, cool. <laughs> and I know this is not true what people say, but some people say you fake your accent. I know that's not true. Do you ever see that? Yes. And that's why I don't look at the comments anymore because when they start talking about my accent, I start feeling like they talk about my family and then I'm ready to fight. Okay, well, <laughs> I've never seen them talk about your family, but I do occasionally, sometimes, like if we have a clip and they're like, is her accent real? Yeah. I just want to, her accent has always been exactly as it is. This would be too much to keep up with. Bob. Right. The, consi- <laughs> yes. the consistency. I mean, my gosh, it. y'all. It's and, and, why I don't, or I try not to lie because it's not that I'm too good for it. I just can't remember all the time. If I, I'd have to remember no. all these lies. Can you imagine mm. you having to stay with a fake accent? What you see is what you get. I guess the truth is when I'm around 30 years from now and I'm still talking this way, people will finally shut up. Does it get thicker when you, because when I get sleepier or tired or I'm home for a while in Arkansas, oh my gosh. it definitely gets thicker. Yes. And the truth is I probably have 
kept my accent because I talk to my family a whole lot. I FaceTime them every day. Um, I'm really close with them. And, and the truth is, like, all 200 of my people in my town in Baskin talk this way. You could go 15, 20 minutes up the road and people sound different, but there's all kind of different accents in Louisiana. I mean, you got Cajun, you got a little bit of everything. A lot of people think she's from Germany, and it's just not true. Oh, she no, is no. from Louisiana. Right. <laughs> it's cr- Somebody was like, you're from Australia? I was like, what? <laughs> Y'all. Hey, <laughs> no, so I'm redneck. Let's talk about Watermelon Moonshine for a second, because you wrote this with uh, a couple guys I know, Jordan Schmidt and yep. Josh Kerr. So uh, you write this song, you're, you three are in a room. I don't know. I'm always, before we play it, I'm just curious about who comes in, What? how does the idea come about, how long does it take to write the song? Yep. Well, Josh had the idea. He was drinking. Yeah, he he was drinking. He was drinking. Uh, No, actually, he was zoomed in. Me and Jordan were from prison. Yeah, he was he was in prison, (laughs) and uh, you know, (laughs) drinking some of that watermelon moonshine. Somebody snuck in. Right, right, right. Um, He had this idea, and immediately, me and Jordan were like on board, just because we had all kind of had a similar story, a similar situation about somebody that we were crazy about back in the day. And um, when you felt like nothing else mattered, like you just, you were sure that you were going to end up with this person and you had that bottle of something buried in the back seat, and you drank the whole thing and hoped your mom and daddy didn't smell it on you when you walked back through the house. It was just, was a story that resonated with us. So of course we started, you know, we started talking about strawberry wine and how that song was an important song growing up. That was kind of like our, our anthem Mm -hmm. when we thought about that nostalgic kind of love and we wanted to do something kind of similar, um, you know, without, there's never going to be another strawberry wine. I'm going to just tell you that, but have a song for people like that where they can just listen to it and go back on the Bobby Bones show. Now, Lainey Wilson, you eat crawfish. Do I eat crawfish? Yeah. Heck yeah, do you? Yeah. You probably a little more than me <laughs> just being from Louisiana. In Arkansas, we eat a lot of crawfish, but it's not our main thing. Like, you guys make it and eat it. Oh, it's like... I feel like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, you put it in a biscuit. Do you suck the heads? I don't do that. Now, I've got a lot of family members that do that. Me too. That's just That just sounds weird, weird, and it's just a little too far for me. It Yeah, and it it's supposed to be, like, super tape. Mm. It's just weird. It's, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Just suck the head. No, I'm not. I'm not. Did you guys have crawfish, like, broils or boils? Oh, yeah, I had a crawfish bowl. Did you? I actually had a crawfish bowl for my my senior graduation party, and I had a, a bunch of crawfish. I had a DJ. I had a cookie cake. Invited my whole graduating class, and nobody showed up. Wait. <laughs> oh. How many were oh, in no. your graduating Not class? Not many. I mean, 24, but still. Oh, That's wow. 23 no's. Oh. Yeah. Dang, cookie cake. I, I, All I heard was cookie cake. Me too. Yeah. Like, uh, wow, wow, it feels sad for you. But still, yeah. cookie cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How underappreciated is the cookie cake from the Great American Cookie Company? It's the Great American Cookie Period. Oh, yeah. It's the you go to the mall. I don't want a cookie cake from anywhere else. Like I want to, I just want a slice at the mall. A double doozy. And you mm-hmm. want to go? Oh, you got the cookie cookies. Oh, the like with, with the, the mush, icing in the, the middle. In the middle. Yeah. See, I needed the cookie cake, and I, I'd get them with a lot of icing, and then scoop off like three fourths of it, but make it perfectly across the <laughs> yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Oh man, the cookie cake was awesome. Um, <laughs> when do you stop? When do you take a break? Well, um, November is a little bit slower because I'm gonna be in the studio. Working on new stuff? Yeah. So the truth is, like, it's starting to kind of settle down a little bit towards the end of the year. Um, January and February is when I'll, and I'll really be kind of taking a pause, working on new music, but not traveling a whole lot. What's the coolest thing that you've got to show your family? Oh, my gosh. Uh, my new house and my land. Because that's something that my family takes a lot of pride in. You know, daddy's a farmer. 
and um, just kind of showing them like, hey, look, look, look what I did. Mm. And it's it's just a proud moment for them um, to just, you know, for all of us to kind of be able to celebrate together. And the truth is they don't really know a whole lot about the industry. And they're kind of, which, I mean, we're kind of all learning as we go. But um, they don't know what a whole lot of things mean when I say, hey, we just won this or this. They don't really, they don't really get it completely. But, but they like to see it with their own eyes kind of thing. Do you feel like you're happy now? I am very happy. Um, I, I will, I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that this past year has not been hard and a whirlwind, um, especially dealing with my daddy's health in the middle of all this, which I've heard from a lot of other artists too, that it's like, it seems like when you're, when you're killing it, when you're like on top of the world, that other things are kind of happening along with it. Um, and maybe that's the Lord's way of making sure I keep one foot on the ground. (laughs) I don't know, but, um, it's been hard. It's been busy, but these are the moments that I've dreamed about and prayed for. And you dang right. If, if an opportunity comes my way, I'm taking it. Well, you're killing it. It's, Thank you. It's, it's awesome to see. I tell you every single time, but every time you come in just a little more of a star and I, I don't want to look you in the eyes. It's getting to that point too where I feel nervous oh, looking yeah. in the eyes because I don't need Lanny's people coming up to me. We said, don't look. You look her in the chin when she's They're on They're going to roll show. me in, in yeah. one of those boxes in here next time. Well, uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you, friend. Song with all of it. Um, what, so new music wise, like what, when, when are you doing something? What's something new existing? You know, I don't know exactly when something will be coming out, uh, but like I said, in November, I'll be working on new music. The truth is, I was working on new music before the record Bell Bottom Country even came out. Um, I already was writing for songs for then, because I knew that my time was going to be slim, and I knew that with a with a crazy touring schedule like it is right now, that, I mean, you're just not going to have a whole lot of time to yeah. write that third record. So, um, next year. I saw you doing the Nashville's Big Bash. Yeah, it's going to be a big old bash. They didn't bring me back. They, they didn't. Off, they offered me less money. <laughs> Who does that? And Come on now. Exactly. You offered me more Yeah, money. y'all get with it. You offered me less money, and I said no. Hey, I've been there. <laughs> How do you handle She's that? She's going up, I'm going down. <laughs> you Did you hear her? Oh, yeah. She went, I've been there. I've been in the tough yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. I've been there. Landy's not feeling sorry for me. <laughs> oh, how the times have changed. I can't cut you no slack. Um, Landy, congratulations. Thank you, friend. On all of it, and we will, we'll see you soon. Thank okay. you. Congratulations. We'll see you at the CMAs, at least. All right. All right there she is. Landy Wilson, everybody. Good job. Thanks, y'all. Here's Amy's pile of stories. All right. Have you ever, like, turned into your driveway or gotten on your street, and then suddenly you're like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom? I mean, I've used my... I just imagine myself close to my house trying to rush home. Yeah. yeah. Well, they say that scientists call it the latchkey incontinence, which means it's this phenomenon that you're used to going to the bathroom when you get home. And when you do that enough, your body starts to be like, oh, I'm pulling into my driveway. Time to go pee. Mm, uh, Pavlovian. Yeah, oh, totally. Almost. Like Pavlov's dog ring the bell. Starts yeah. To- Simply put, it's Wonder. conditioning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I don't know. I'm going to start paying attention to it. Every time I see Mike D walk in my backyard, I'm conditioned to go, oh my God, I forgot we're doing an interview. <laughs> the other day, he was... I saw that. Yeah, we have, Eddie and I were working out and I, we have a studio there and I saw Mike D walk into the backyard and for like three seconds, I freaked out. I was like, oh my God. I, uh, and then it was turns out we're, it doesn't matter. But yes, I have double take. I was like, oh. Okay. That's funny. Ahead. So Idris Elba, you know, he was in Hijack on Apple mm-hmm. TV Plus. Like that's what we... We recently watched. Also in the office back in the day. Yeah, he's done a lot of things. Apparently a lot, a lot because he's been in therapy for a year for being a workaholic. He said he wants to shift his mindset so that working is not the same as relaxing and relaxing can be seen as something that's actually productive for him. 
I feel that as in I have to, and I don't do a good job of it, but I have to sometimes work hard to be bored. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I, to get into my best creative place, I need to be at a bored spot where, where I'm not putting out other fires or figuring things out. So I have to work hard to not go and execute and do something to be bored. It's tough. Especially if you've been in like a survival mode for a long time. Well, and he said too, being an actor and in that industry, he feels as though he's actually rewarded for his unhealthy work course, habits. Same, so, same. Yeah. yeah, it's like, uh, you want me to stop doing what I'm celebrated for? The one thing in my life I've ever been celebrated for, but I'm told by other people that live in my house mm-hmm. that I'm loved by real humans. Stanley. Yes. yes, yes. Uh. All right, what else? <laughs> a poll found that the average person currently has 2,795 photos. In their phone. Oh, Easy. that is, yeah. Way more than that. For sure. I would think so too. And I even clean mine out sometimes. I'll go through, how do you know how many you have? Uh, good question. I have 6,255. Oh. Okay. And then I have 1,405 videos. Where did you see that, Bob? Yeah. And it's oh, sinking oh, oh, oh. five items right now. And I'm optimizing battery power. Wait, where do you find this? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. A lot going on There's a lot of stuff over here, man. <laughs> But yeah, and I do. I clean my pictures out a lot. So, uh, oh, and they say that uh, we're taking on average about six photos a day, or that's how many times you pull out your camera and you're like, oh, I want to take a picture of that, or oh, I want to do a screenshot of that. I like it. Oh, I need to clean out my phone. Okay, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news with Amy. Tell me something good. The city of Springfield, Massachusetts, just put up a wall of love to help residents that are experiencing homelessness uh, with food insecurity or other items they may need for hygiene and whatnot. And what I love about this story is I'm learning about it because Springfield did it, but this is a nationwide thing. There's walls of love all across the country. And it was founded by Holly Jackson, who was once homeless herself. And she said she wants a stigma-free way for people to just walk up and grab what they need. No questions asked. And I just thought it was cool that these are all over the country. And they have volunteers. 100% of donations go to putting up these walls. And it's just really awesome. So it's, again, about people not feeling shame. Yeah. I think a lot of people have trouble asking for help. We all have a little trouble asking for help, different situation. But what I always try to tell people is if somebody asks you for help or advice or mentor, you would do it. Yet we still don't want to ask for help, even though we know we would do it. And probably everybody wants to do it, but we're ashamed or embarrassed to ask. But it's like, if you need help, just ask for it. If you need advice, if you have a goal, just ask somebody to help you get it. This is a different situation. And again, it's because people are ashamed to ask for help, myself included at times. So I love that, that she's doing this. Well, and this being, you know, uh, in Boston, there's winter clothing that's also available. It's at the like near Boston. Uh, Not exactly the same. So right. Don't say it's Sorry. the same. They'll, they'll, call, they'll be the <laughs> I, I didn't mean to. Yeah. I was just thinking, I should have said Massachusetts. Yes, but yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> a couple hours away. I know. Springfield Fire Department, They ha- that's where this wall of love is. And they have, yeah, the winter clothing and stuff. So something to keep in mind if you want to start it in your own city. That's awesome. Thank you. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 